This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by a legendary baseball broadcaster, Pat Hughes, and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is April 8th, 2019, and this is Monday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On The Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. Let's get to it. According to ESPN, pitcher starter Chris Archer threw a 93-mile-per-hour fastball behind Reds' first baseman Derek Dietrich's back to spark an incident. Dietrich had homered in the second inning and had stared at his blast before circling the bases, apparently angering Archer. Warnings were issued to both teams, but Bell came out onto the field to argue with home plate umpire Jeff Kellogg that Archer should have been ejected. Players from both teams then began to push one another. After the situation seemed to settle down, Puig charged toward Pirates pitcher Trevor Williams at home plate and had to be restrained, reigniting the incident. Puig grabbed Pirates bench coach Tom Prince and tried to put him in a headlock. I was trying to go in, Archer said. I airmailed a couple balls today, a couple that I was trying to elevate, a couple that I yanked, when righties were up there, another one that I just yanked. I missed my spot, he added. Puig said pitchers shouldn't try to hit batters because a batter can't retaliate in the same way. When people watch the ball go far away or do bat flips like I do before, and the next at bat try to strike out the guy, Puig said, don't try to hit the guy because we can't defend you back because we can't hit you with a bat or nothing. Dietrich's 436-foot drive out to right center gave the Reds a 2-1 to lead. Dietrich dropped his bat and stood in the batter's box and watched the ball clear the fence atop the Clemente wall and bounce into the Allegheny River. Pirates catcher Francisco Cervelli had words for Dietrich when he crossed home plate. Dietrich said that exchange of words probably resulted in the fourth inning hostilities. That's probably where it started. I didn't say anything. I didn't flip my bat. Nothing on my end. So people see it differently. Most hitters see it as a good swing. Some pitchers see it as, oh, he's trying to show me up. I don't know where the game's going these days, he said. Everyone loves to play and have fun, but I let my bat do the talking. It was good to see the guys had my back, especially my manager. We're not trying to intentionally hurt anybody. We're just trying to play baseball, play hard, but unfortunately things happen. Vasquez said he was ejected for entering the field without his uniform top. The reliever said Dietrich, who was designated for assignment this offseason, hasn't earned the right to do something like that. He shouldn't have done that, Vasquez said. If you do something like that, you're going to pay for it. We're not trying to play the game like we have to. Respect the game. He shouldn't do it. Joey Votto can do it because he's been here a long time. But for a guy like that, he's not supposed to do something like that. I think it was a little too much. According to Fox Sports Southwest Twitter, during yesterday's game between the Rangers and Angels, reliever Kyle Bird was chased out of the bullpen. As he was warming up to come into the game, a swarm of bees danced around his head, preventing him from throwing. He quickly decided to bolt onto the field and toward the dugout to escape his attackers. The announcers then said, the only wrong way to go is towards the bees. That's some pretty good advice. But it didn't get any better for Kyle Bird. Mike Trout hit another home run on Sunday, according to LA Times. This is pretty much a given, considering the tear he's been on since the Angels returned from a brutal season-opening trip Wednesday. 
The star center fielder hit his fifth home run in four games, sending a screaming line drive over the left center field wall in the sixth inning of a 7-2 victory over the Texas Rangers before 42,000 in Angel Stadium. Trout became the first player in American League history to hit five homers in his team's first four home games of the season. He also tied a club record with five homers in a series, a mark set by Vladimir Guerrero against Texas in 2004, Garrett Anderson against Montreal in 2003, and Doug DeCensis against Minnesota in 1982. According to Fox News, after a nine-pitch battle between Manny Machado and Jordan Hicks, Hicks got Machado swinging foolishly on a 3-2 count with one on in the top of the eighth in St. Louis. Upon striking out, Machado very elegantly tipped his helmet toward Hicks, conceding to defeat. And everyone thought Manny was a tool. Shame on you. Several players have recently hit the DL. According to NBC Sports, Tiger Southpaw Matt Moore is headed to the 10-day injured list with a right knee sprain, manager Ron Gardenhire confirmed on Sunday. Moore, who's 29, suffered the injury during the third inning of Saturday's 7-4 win over the Royals. With one out remaining, the Royals' Billy Hamilton tried for a bunt, and Moore went scrambling after the ball. He made the throw to first from his knees and shot wide of the base, allowing Hamilton to safely reach second. While he didn't appear to be in immediate pain after the play, he tossed just two more pitches to induce an inning-ending groundout, then was promptly replaced by lefty Daniel Norris at the top of the fourth. According to ESPN, Boston Red Sox utility man Brock Holt is headed to the injured list because his two-year-old son poked him in the eye. The Red Sox announced Saturday that they had placed Holt on the 10-day injured list due to a right eye scratch cornea, without further explanation. But Holt later fessed up to reporters, admitting that he wasn't hurt during a play on the field. It was actually a play at the hotel. As quoted in the Boston Globe, it was the morning of opening day. I went and got Griff up out of bed and was bringing him back to our bed, and one of his fingernails caught me good. Holt continued to try to play despite his impaired vision and went just one for 16 from the plate after making his season debut two days after the incident with his son. It's not funny, but it is funny, Holt said. Griffin walks around and tells everyone he poked me in the eye. According to ESPN, the Atlanta Braves have placed catcher Brian McCann on the 10-day injured list with a right hamstring strain. McCann strained his hamstring while running the bases in the fourth inning of Saturday night's 4-2 loss to Miami. Also, according to ESPN, the Arizona Diamondbacks placed catcher Alex Avila on the injured list with a strained left quadricep, an injury suffered while circling the bases on a home run. Avila was hurt when he homered off Boston infielder Eduardo Nunez, who was on the mound during the eighth inning of the Diamondbacks' 15-8 victory on Friday. He was gearing up to get to second base, and when he saw it went over the fence, he kind of geared down and felt it grab. We don't think it is going to be anything that is too lengthy. Avila is hitting 333 with two homers and five RBIs in six games, doing pretty well. And finally, according to ESPN again, Tyler Anderson of the Colorado Rockies was placed on the 10-day injured list Sunday with a left knee inflammation. Anderson is 0-2 with an 11 ERA and two starts this season. He has allowed a National League worst 16 hits in nine innings pitched this season. According to Yahoo Sports, Cody Bellinger goes deep again Saturday during the Dodgers' win over the Rockies for his league-leading seventh home run of the season. Bellinger had three hits, including his major league-leading seventh home run, and has hit safely in 11 games straight dating to last year. Bellinger has two more home runs on his own that the Dodgers had through 10 games in 2018. According to NBC Sports, Angels DH Albert Pujols entered Sunday afternoon's game against the Rangers tied with Ichiro Suzuki in 23rd place on Major League Baseball's all-time hits list at 3,089. Pujols broke the tie to secure 23rd place all to himself with a third-inning single to right field. 
Pujols is now 20 hits shy of matching Dave Winfield's 3,110 hits for 22nd on the all-time list, and Alex Rodriguez is 21st at 3,115. Pujols could potentially move into 15th place by the end of the season, passing Cal Ripken Jr. at 3,184. According to NBC Sports, Trevor Rosenthal is not having a good year. He entered Sunday's action without having retired a single batter. Here's how Rosenthal's appearance have gone so far. March 30th versus the Mets. Single, single, walk, RBI single. March 31st versus the Mets. RBI single. April 3rd versus the Phillies. Walk, walk. Things did not get any better for Rosenthal on Sunday against the Mets. He entered with the Nationals leading 12-6, a very low-leverage situation. Rosenthal proceeded to hit pinch hitter Dominic Smith with the pitch, then uncorked a pair of wild pitches to allow Smith to move to third base. Rosenthal finished off the at-bat against Luis Gillimore by walking him on four pitches. Manager Dave Martinez had obviously seen enough and pulled him. According to Bleacher Report, the Bronx Balmers are back. Glaber Torres and Clint Frazier drilled homers in the second inning of Sunday's game, which gave the Bronx Bombers 16 straight runs scored with the home run. The Yes Network noted it tied the longest streak in the league since 1977, but the team wasted little time breaking the record when Gary Sanchez went deep in the third. Sanchez's blast was a two-run homer, giving the Yankees 18 straight runs via the home run. This is quite impressive since many of the Yankees' starting players, such as D.D. Gregorius, Juan Carlos Stanton, Miguel Andujar, Troy Tulowitzki, Aaron Hicks, and Jacoby Ellsbury are all out with various setbacks. This feat was accomplished against the Baltimore Orioles, which leads us to the next story. Chris Davis, according to the Sports Daily, is 0 for the season as the O's prepare to start a four-game series at Camden Yards against the Oakland Athletics today. He's one of three hitters with at least 20 plate appearances in 2019 to not record a hit yet, but Davis's 27 plate appearances are the most among this small group. Chris Davis is now 0 for 44, dating to last season. The MLB record of 0 and 46 is held by professional Dominican baseball player Velez, who has spent time with the Giants and Dodgers. If you've noticed, I did not say his first name because I looked it up. It's pretty difficult to say, so I just go with the last. According to baseball writer Dan Clark's recent tweet, Chris Davis is 302 for 1,515. That's a batting average of 199 with 619 strikeouts since signing a seven-year, $161 million deal with the Orioles. The Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff is vastly outperforming Chris Davis, formerly known as Crush Davis. I think it's about time Peter Angelus takes the contract money, slaps it into a hoagie, and just eats it. There's some other woes continuing in the league, according to the score, Blue Jays. Their offense continues to reach new lows early on in 2019 after an ugly four-game sweep at the hands of the Cleveland Indians. After their 3-1 loss Sunday, the Blue Jays have struck out at least 13 times in four consecutive games for the first time in franchise history. The club joined the Arizona Diamondbacks, Tampa Bay Rays, and Houston Astros as the only teams to do that in MLB history, according to Baseball Reference. Finally, according to thescore.com, super agent Scott Boris has chimed in on a contract extension trend that has swept across MLB, one he doesn't think is good for players, especially young stars. Boris believes that contracts like ones that Alex Bregman, Aloy Jimenez, and Ronald Acuna signed over the last few weeks damages players' values and won't allow them to test free agency until they're in their 30s, at which point they won't be able to get long-term deals. Great young players are getting what I call snuff contracts, Boris told LA Times. And a snuff contract is that they're trying to snuff out the market. 
They know the player is a great player, and he's exhibited very little performance. So they're coming to him at 20 and 21, and I'm going to snuff out your ability to move, to go anywhere, to do anything, and your value. And I'm going to pay you maybe 40 cents on the dollar to do it. What's my risk? He called Acuna's eight-year, $100 million pact with the Atlanta Braves, the king of the snuff contracts, as a team will be able to control the 21-year-old through the 2028 season. Boris, who's responsible for getting Bryce Harper a 13-year, $330 million deal in free agency, likened getting a big contract on the open market to having a good approach in the batter's box. Get this next quote. Tell me if you can understand it. This is like hitting, Boris said. You can be a great hitter, but if you're out in front of the changeup, but if you know the changeup is coming, you have the skill to whack it out of the ballpark. The idea is you better know your pitches. Whatever that means. That's all I've got for you today. This has been Monday's edition of On the Hop News. And remember, a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. Talk to you tomorrow.